everyone, and welcome to another exciting edition of the Great American Senior Show. I'm your gray-haired host, and in the background, you hear something going squeak, 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 and we will explain that in a moment, because today, I am in Brevard County, and I'm in the office of Sheriff Wayne Ivey. And, and Sheriff, it's not like I'm being sent to the principal's office. I'm here of my own accord, and I am voluntarily here because I want to interview you because you are well-known, and our seniors need to know about you. Uh, well, thank you, my friend. Glad to be with you. And it's funny, um, you say you're not being sent to the principal's office. Our our uh, administrative building is actually an old middle school, and where you're sitting was the principal's office. So. I knew it. I knew it. You know, some things you just can't escape. That's right. It, yeah, it never changes. So I'm yes. back in the principal's office. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's good to be with you, man, and I appreciate all you do to help get information out, to help protect communities, and, and uh, also to support law enforcement. We're blessed. Tell us about yourself. I always like to let our audience know about my guests. Tell us about yourself. Sure. So uh, I was born and raised in a little small town called Green Coast Springs, Florida, up near uh, up near Jacksonville, St. Augustine area. And uh, I've been a law enforcement officer for just right now, going on 42 years. And uh, it's uh, it's abs- an absolute blessing. And I, I say that sometimes when people say, oh, you mean serving as sheriff? No, I, I mean being a law enforcement officer. It is without question, other than my family, it is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me in my life. And uh, um, I get to I get to serve today as the sheriff of Brevard County and hopefully for uh, a much longer time. Hopefully the citizens and the agency will keep me. But I, I will tell you that um, uh, I never thought I would get to serve as sheriff. And now that I have the opportunity, I'm just so proud and humbled to wear the same uniform as the 1,700 men and women of this agency. Um, uh, and in addition to that, I'm married, um, beautiful wife, Susan Ann. We have four children, and uh, we have three dogs, two German Shepherds that uh, own the inside of the house, and Junie, um, our 150-pound bloodhound that actually works for the sheriff's office that owns uh, everywhere. He, uh, he pretty much runs things. Well, and I understand he goes everywhere with you, and as I'm seeing that today, he is here with us today. He, he does. Um, Junie is a 150-pound bloodhound that uh, um, we got when he was 10 weeks old through the sheriff's office. He uh, he is assigned to me. He goes everywhere I go. He lives with us. He goes on vacation with me. He's been to Washington, D.C. with me uh, on immigration matters. Uh, goes all over the state with me. Everywhere I go, he goes. Well, my dog, Scout, who is a about 120 20-pound walker hound gave me strict instructions not to return without a photo of Junie. He's well, not... well, I'll tell you what, he picked a good one because uh, Junie just uh, was voted in as um, uh, the top uh, dog for the Florida Sheriff Association. Uh, knocked out uh, uh, 40-some other dogs on the way to the title and, and uh, had great support from his community, but he's a, he's a special dog, and I know we're going to talk about him a little bit later, but he's, he's a good boy. Indeed we are. Uh, <clears throat> When I looked at your very impressive background, I mean, it was page on page on, you've done a lot of things. What in your career so far stands out as probably one of the proudest achievements? You know, I, I would say um, if you look if you look back in my career um, uh, historically, um, I, the first thing would be just, just serving as a law enforcement officer, serving as, as a deputy sheriff, as an agent with FDLE. Um, I, I try to not get caught up in the fact that I'm sheriff. I try and always remember that I'm a cop, and that's the greatest job in this business is being a cop, being out there serving your community, protecting citizens, protecting those that protect you. 
And uh, so, you know, that would that would absolutely be. But as I as I look deeper into it, um, uh, without question, one of the things that I was blessed to be involved in that I think changed the landscape, changed the game was creating the child abduction response team. And when when we started that, it, it followed the abduction and murder of Carla Brucia that happened over on the West Coast. And we, we sat there and we looked at how that case had unfolded. And we looked at the dynamics of that when a child is abducted and murdered, 44% of them are killed within the first hour. And in all likelihood, mom and dad probably don't even know the child's missing within that hour. So we started looking at what's our window of success? What's our window of time that we can function? And so we created this team that was pre-trained, pre-organized, pre um, uh just ready to go. It was a, it was an investigative team in a box, if you will. And we, we actually called it um, the, the toolbox. And, you know, in some investigations, you need this tool and some investigations you need that. But they were all there, pre-trained, ready to go. And it changed the, the way that child abductions were, uh, investigations were conducted across the country. We didn't know that when we started it. We were just trying to, to be prepared if we had one in our area. But what ended up happening was it so uh, it became such an amazing tool, such an ability to re- rescue children that had been abducted that it was adopted as the model across the country on how child abductions are investigated today. So I would have to say being the, the co-creator, that was myself and a guy by the name of Jay Etheridge. I would say that um, when I look back on my career, it'll be one of the things that I know without question save lives. Let's switch gears to seniors. Here in the Brevard County area, we have a, a percentage of seniors that is not low, not the highest, but slightly above average. And you have programs that are protecting our seniors each and every day. We do. And, you know, some of that mindset comes from when I worked for the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. I was blessed to start the first ever, in fact, the first in the country, Identity Theft Task Force. And, you know, in in running that statewide task force, I realized the depth of damage that can happen to our seniors, whether it's through identity theft, credit card fraud, or just scams that that, uh, target our seniors. So when I became sheriff, the first thing we did, literally within the first week, was we started an economic crimes unit that focuses on those things, identity theft, credit card fraud, scams against our seniors, uh, construction scams, everything that possibly could target our seniors. We partnered with our, our state attorney, Phil Archer, who's just a, a great guy and, and understands that our seniors are perhaps the most vulnerable uh, uh, of our population, along with our children. And so we focused on not only um, <clears throat> going after those that target them, but and also trying to uh, prepare them and bring awareness and education to them to keep them from becoming a victim of crime. When we talk to uh, anyone in the community, cybercrime seniors, identity theft, if I were to say the word to you, uh, legit, you know, yeah. you have that nailed. I do. Um, it's uh, law enforcement getting identity thieves. And that's uh, when, when, you know, if you work for FDLE and you come up with the greatest program in the world, if you don't have an acronym for it, um, uh, it doesn't go anywhere. Um, and so uh, when we took it to the commissioner and the statewide task force, we had the acronym law enforcement getting identity thieves attached to it. And it, it became, again, a big part of my life. Uh, we, we did a grand jury that lasted for 18 months, a statewide grand jury. And we marched, uh, if I remember correctly, $44 million worth of fraud 
uh, in in front of that grand jury. It it actually changed the way that identity theft was prosecuted. It changed the way identity theft was charged. Uh, in fact, uh, the statewide prosecutor, a uh, gentleman by the name of Tom Sadica, who was with the statewide prosecutor then, uh, I watched him on a napkin in a Ryan's restaurant uh, uh, in Tallahassee, write the state statute 817.5, um, uh, five, is it 817.586? I think it is. Um, it's been a long time now. Uh, but, um, I watched Tom write that statute and the, the fundamental development of it. Now, I will be honest, we were in a, a Ryan's restaurant, which was a buffet. So I didn't watch him write all of it because, you know, <laughs> I mean, I had to do my work at the buffet, but, uh, Tom wrote that. And then, uh, we threw the grand jury. Were able to convince the legislature and the governor to sign that into uh, a law. And that impacts everyone. For our seniors, I, I want to say that we have uh, Generation X, we have millennials, uh, and who knows what is coming up next. But I think from a senior standpoint, and, and I'm getting a little on the, the gray side, uh, hence the gray-haired host, but I think seniors can appreciate it more than anyone else that you are a constitutional law enforcement officer. Explain that and why it's important. Sure. So, yeah, and you're right. That the, that age group um, of, of our seniors, I, I think they understand the value of our United States Constitution uh, more than our, our younger generation. Now, that doesn't mean that the younger generation won't grow to understand it and appreciate it and value it just as much. But it takes takes a little bit of wisdom to understand the significance of our Constitution. and it, it is the four corners of that document that define us as a nation, that that truly make others want to come join us uh, in our great country. It's also the four corners of that document that if we do not protect it, if we do not stand for it uh, and make sure that it outlasts all of us, our country will fail. And so serving as a constitutional sheriff um, is is the most important role I've ever had in law enforcement. It's not more important from the aspect of what a deputy sheriff does or what a corrections deputy does or a telecommunicator. It's not even more important than what the person that does our computers here does, because all of that, there are no support uh, components in law enforcement. Every one of them is equally important to the mission. But for the importance of protecting the Constitution, serving as sheriff is the most important because you stand as the first and the last line of defense for your citizens. If if the feds decided they were going to come here and, and try and take our guns, um, it's not happening in Brevard County. We are going to stand for our citizens. In fact, a lot of times people will say, what would you do if the feds came to take our guns? And I always say, well, first, I'd hide all of mine. Um, and especially the little pink 380 my wife has, because <laughs> I would never want anybody to know that that was in our house. Um, but, you know, we're going to stand and we're going to say, no, you're not coming here to violate these citizens' rights. And it's, it's easy to say you're going to do that. It's another thing to stand and do that. And an example of where I've taken the position uh, uh, in, in doing that is during COVID-19. Um, uh, the every beach in the state of Florida closed to its citizens, except for the beaches of Brevard County, because I refused to close them. And I refused to close them because those aren't my beaches. Those beaches belong to the citizens of this great state and this great country. And who am I to tell them, you can't go to the beach? 
who am I to tell them you can't go out and stand in the sunshine that you own? And so I refuse to do it. And I, I, um, I'm very proud of that stance. And uh, Governor DeSantis actually came here to our beaches because he was proud of that stance. Um, the cities within Brevard County closed their beaches, but the unincorporated beaches of Brevard County were open. At the same time, uh, we had um, uh, the return to space of, of astronauts. And NASA at the federal level was saying, stay home and watch it virtually. I told people Brevard County is open for launch business and we're open for launch business because who am I to tell you you can't come watch a great piece of American history that your taxpayer dollars paid for, by the way, um, and that you must stay at home and watch it, come here, experience it. I also looked at it from the aspect of it was an opportunity to regenerate our businesses, to get our restaurants back going, to get our hotels back going, to get our T-shirt vendors back going, whatever it was. Um, I just look at it from this is this is your country. This is this is America. And um, I'm here to protect your rights, not take them away from you. For our audience, you're hearing what we're talking about. And occasionally I like to pause and give you from my past journalist life a word's eye view. Sheriff was just describing constitutional sheriff activities law, the reason it's important. And ladies and gentlemen, if you had seen his face smiling, beaming, the way that he was saying it, if you could hear the emotion in his voice, then you are experiencing what he was saying as an absolute powerful, powerful belief that you have. I do. I, I, I would venture to say that I am probably the only sheriff in the country that has the Constitution tattooed on his shoulder. Um, and I do. If I, if I could roll my sleeves up, you would see it. I, um, I, I, I live it. Um, you see in my office yes. um, uh, behind you is yes. um, the Constitution with a, a display of um, when it was signed uh, on my walls uh, is the Constitution. Uh, we the people mean something to me. And it, it doesn't just mean something to me. It means something to my children that will be here long after I'm gone. And uh, you, you look at the attack on our Constitution that's taking place at many levels in this country. And we need we need brave men and women to stand guard and we need we need brave men and women to get off the sofa um, and come out and say enough, enough's enough. We're not going to tolerate it anymore. That's one of the reasons that strong belief and conviction that Governor DeSantis recently gave a special appointment to you. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, just uh, I was just blessed to be put on the Criminal Justice Standards and Training Commission, uh, a very important role in uh, in law enforcement in the criminal justice community, because it it comes at your your assignment there has several different roles, several different components. You're responsible for oversight of the curriculum that uh, our future law enforcement uh, officers are going to be taught. You're responsible for oversight over the academies that are teaching it and the funding that goes to those academies. You're also responsible and perhaps one of the most critical roles for uh, uh, doling out discipline to law enforcement officers that don't follow the rules, that don't follow the policies, that don't follow the Constitution. And I take that very serious. I, I have a mantra here in our agency that I never miss the opportunity to get rid of a subpar employee. 
I owe it to the other employees of this agency and now in this new role on the criminal justice standards of training, I owe it to the citizens to make sure that those law enforcement officers that are wearing this badge are wearing it proudly and are protecting it so that it doesn't get tarnished by some of the incidents like we've, we've seen. Um, uh, and so when it comes before us, I, I've made it very clear. If you, uh, if you, your investigation, everybody has due process. That's important to keep in mind. But once due process has been applied, if it's been sustained, I'm going to hold you accountable. I think that's important to hear coming from you, especially because a lot of people may see Sheriff Ivy and think, well, he's not for everybody. But what you just said was setting the standard, which is what you're going to do for getting rid of or disciplining those who are not to the highest standard. That's exactly right. One of the worst mistakes that we as law enforcement professionals can make, and certainly as agency heads, is to kick the can down the road. Um, If you have somebody that's a bad officer or a bad deputy for you, they're going to be a bad officer or a bad deputy for somebody else. And so it's important to hold them accountable, um, pull their certification so that they can never put somebody else's life, uh, somebody else's uh, uh, reputation, anything at risk. And so I I take it very serious. I'm I'm honored that the governor chose me to, to sit on that. And uh, we actually have our first board meeting coming up in May, and I'm looking forward to it. Although I'm told that uh, two weeks before you get a banker's box filled with documents that you have to digest before. So I'm not necessarily looking forward to that part, but uh, it's part of it. You make me proud when I hear you say that without saying where he is here in Florida. My grandson is a state corrections officer about two years into his role following in some of the example that my father set uh, in a my father had a brief uh, career in law enforcement before heart issues but he wants to follow in those footsteps so uh, when I hear you say that I'm all for it yes sir and I you know again uh, it's about protecting our future uh, I have I have two of my sons uh, two of my four children are law enforcement officers. One's a state trooper in Tallahassee, and the other's a deputy for Seminole County, our neighboring county here. And, you know, I want to make sure that the people that are working next to them uh, wear that badge with pride as well. And and really and truly, we owe it to those that work for us. I have 1,700 men and women that uh, look to me to make sure I'm protecting this agency and the image that we project. Um, I've got uh, 600,000 citizens that demand I protect this agency and the image we protect or project, and so it's uh, it's really not. Uh, I'll use this term as a, as a space journalist. You'll you'll uh, take it. It's really not rocket science. It's uh, it's really common sense. Uh, we we recruit the best of the best. If you recruit mediocre, you get mediocrity. And so we recruit the best of the best and, and uh, make sure we provide retraining and make sure that we're holding them to the the level we expect and demand. Before I go much further, would you be able to come back for another episode of our program? I would love it. I, 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 I always love talking about our Constitution and the great things that we do here at the Brevard County Sheriff's Office. So you tell me anytime, and I'd love to do it. I'm going to hold you to that. And on the same token uh, as that, if you ever have a special topic that you would like to share with the residents and visitors and citizens of Brevard County, the entire state of Florida, the United States, and we're heard in 23 different countries, call me. I will be here. All right. I'm going to take you up on that. So, <laughs> Now, 
in our in one of our future episodes, probably the very next one, I want to talk about some of the things that you are doing with uh, fishing for felons. And I, I'm not going to go into them now. Uh, fishing for felons. Another is the uh, Wheel of Fugitive. Yeah. And uh, you have some other things that are very, very unique. But one that, that jumped out at me recently because I was looking at your Facebook page and people were, uh, I almost said bitching and complaining, but uh, I'd, I'd edit that out. They were noting that uh, you had photos of those who had been arrested for DUI. Is right. uh, What's the message there? So, you know, the message with, we do a DUI poster, um, uh, anybody that's arrested by our agency. We, do, we don't pull those that are arrested by the local police departments or the highway patrol. It's just those that we specifically arrest. And even though somebody might be arrested by the highway patrol ends up in our jail, um, we're just pulling the ones that we've arrested. And driving under the influence takes literally thousands and thousands of lives uh, every day. Those those are the lives that it takes, but it impacts millions of lives um, on both sides of the house. It impacts the life that you of the person you crashed into and killed or their child. Uh, it also impacts your family and, and your own life. Uh, so we, we put strong emphasis on driving under the influence, education and awareness and enforcement. And the DUI poster, you know, some people complain that it's public shaming. I don't care what you call it. If it keeps somebody from getting behind the wheel of a car and putting their life and somebody else's life at risk, I call it education and awareness. I and, agree with you on that. And I, I put it out there. Some people get, get upset. Um, there are those that say it's public shaming. Uh, there are, and and if, guess what? If public shaming works, then call it what you want. If, if uh, there are others out there that say, uh, what about innocent until proven guilty? Well, to them I say this. First of all, Public records law, Florida statute 119, says that that is a public record. Anybody can get it. Uh, what's ironic is the the people that, and, and it's a very small percentage that come on our page, and and I'll just call it what it is, and whine. Um, uh, they uh, they never whined when the media for decades was putting mug shots up. Uh, they never they never whined when even today the media will show the picture of somebody that's been arrested long before they've been convicted. So, you know, don't whine about this. Uh, look at it for the messaging that it is. And if it saves one life, I promise you, the mom and dad of that son or daughter that we just saved will appreciate what we've done. And so uh, I, I don't apologize for targeting criminals. I don't apologize for hurting feelings. I'm not here to protect feelings. I'm here to protect citizens and lives. And if that upsets some people, well, I, I don't know what to tell them, but I can tell them this. I am not going to change my ways. I am uh, I'm blessed uh, to have a great agency around me, a great community that works together. We, we have a great partnership with our community. And collectively, we have lowered our crime rate in the past nine years since I've been sheriff by 51%. That's almost unheard of. And to think that we had fewer victims of crime last year in, a, in an area that has thrived in population and growth to think that we had fewer victims of crime last year than any time in the last 44 years is the most awesome thought that I could have. It's um, when you're protecting that many lives, whatever it takes, I'm going to do. Awesome parting comments. And I promise to everyone that we will have you back again. And I am here for you as well. Until that next episode, I'm Sam Yates, your gray-haired host of the Great American Senior Show. And that's the way our program ends. <laughs>